Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff, and joining me, as always, is my friend and professional better. You know him on gambling Twitter as So Money Sports. And So Money, I am here um, trying my best to power through the emotions that I've been feeling uh, over the past 24, 48 hours, whatever it's going to be, uh, since the Islanders fired Barry Trotz. But we have a job to do. And our job is to break down the upcoming two nights of NHL playoff hockey, starting with Wednesday night, three game uh, five, starting with Pittsburgh and New York, the Penguins, Louis Domingue uh, and the Penguins are up 3-1 in the series over Igor Shesterkin and the Rangers. Uh, Stanley Cup playoffs sometimes just make no sense. The Penguins plus 110 for game five at the Garden. Rangers coming back minus 135. The over-under here is set at six. Um, it's kind of It's hard to look at what the Rangers have done in this series. And we, we do try our best to, to look at the bigger picture, right? The Rangers were trending up going into the playoffs. Everybody thought they had sorted out their defensive issues. It wasn't just Igor winning them games and, and despite defensive flaws. And then all of a sudden this series starts and they've reverted back uh, to the, the bad form of where they were in the first couple months of the season. And Igor isn't bailing them out. It's been a recipe for disaster. They keep getting blown out. Um, and it's hard to look away from the Penguins here as a, as a small underdog. Yeah, I mean, the the, the Penguins have a... Firstly, I'm sorry about Barry Trotz. I mean, it's a... I know, I know you've uh, you've got a heavy heart there, but uh, the Penguins have, have just dominated this series 5-on-5. Five five. Um, it seems like everything we talked about throughout the season with the Rangers, it's all come to fruition all at once here in the playoffs. I was wrong in game four, rating Igor too highly. We did speculate that there could be some some fatigue there. I think it's starting to show. Um, and now with a with a dip in his level, there's nothing left to make up for the disparity with the five on five play. So I think this this handicap here becomes pretty straightforward because we were kind of grappling with Igor playing well and kind of making up for the 5-on-5 dominance, but we're not seeing that anymore. So I think that the Penguins will take money in the market early, um, will probably be moving uh, pretty quickly here on the Pittsburgh Penguins tomorrow morning. Yeah, so here's just the one stat that I'm going to throw out about this matchup so far. Five games, but they've played a a couple extra periods because of that first overtime game. The Penguins have 78 high-danger scoring chances compared to 33 for the Rangers. Um, the next highest number comes to us in this wide open contest between the Oilers and Flames, um, Oilers and Kings, the Oilers have 53. So the Penguins have 25 more high danger chances than the second best team in the playoffs in terms of that uh, stat. This is from natural stat trick and, uh, 45 more than the Rangers do so far. So that just sells you. And, and it, it, it comes down to the fact that Sidney Crosby and I, and I thought that this might happen. I wrote about this, uh, for our our series preview in the New York post and I brought it up a couple episodes ago when we were previewing game one was matchups really matter in the playoffs and Sidney Crosby, even if he didn't have the offensive output that he's had, which has been tremendous with him and Jake Gensel and Brian Rust really humming along, 
he was going to probably nullify whatever line he was matched up against. And he's done that as well. The Mika Zibanejad line has, has not had a good series five on five. And that's, that's a huge part of the Rangers going forward. So yeah, it's, it's tough to look at what the Penguins here. I think um, playing them at any plus money is, is totally fine with the way that Igor's looked and the way that the five on five battle has gone. Uh, the next game on Wednesday night, the Capitals and Panthers. This one's in Florida. The series is now knotted up at two. Uh, the Panthers won a thriller in overtime, scoring an, uh, a six on five goal after the Caps missed an empty netter by a whisker. Uh, Washington for game five is plus 180. The Panthers minus 220. The over under here is six and a half. So we're not getting the two to one that we got on Washington yet. We might see some market movement. Um, and we might maybe get back to that price that we had for games one and two, but it's still, I mean, the Capitals have done nothing really to show us that we should jump off the bandwagon here. It's not a bet that's likely to win, but the price is still good enough. I think on Washington. Absolutely. I think that um, we were getting North of plus 200 in Florida for, for, for games one and two. And then, um, and then we closed at around plus 160 for games three and four. Now we're down to the plus 180 for game five, which is the correct adjustment here, in my opinion. Now, the handicap on this series, um, we've touched on it. All all four games have played out pretty much how we thought that they would for Washington to have any sort of success. Now, unless if the Panthers get steamed again for some reason, which has been happening um, every game now, um, I will be sitting on the sidelines, but... If we kiss plus 190 again here, um, I'll be on the Capitals. But um, I just, there's nothing I'm seeing in these games that changes my belief that the Capitals can can make these games a coin flip. And with these dogs, um, as long as I'm getting a coin flip, I'm totally happy as long as they're not missing um, missing their, their empty net shots. Yeah. Uh, I, I do want to say a couple of things about the Panthers. Uh, they did look better, I think, in game four. I think you could say that was probably their best game uh, of the series. And Sergei Bobrovsky has been really good. I was surprised to see him start game four. It was the right decision from Andrew Brunette. Uh, so just a couple other notes to, to keep in mind there for Caps and Panthers. Uh, the Avalanche have already swept the Predators, so that means we move on to Stars and Flames. The last game on Wednesday night, this has been a wild series. Uh, it's just, it's been my favorite one to watch, I think, because yeah, it's yeah. just, it's just so different from the, every other series we've seen. And it's not really changing much. These two teams are just flying into one another. The goalies have been spectacular uh, and the coaches are great. You know, Rick Bonus and, and Daryl Sutter, you can't, you can't get two, two kind of funnier characters than those two guys. Um, the stars are plus 175 here for game five in Calgary. The Flames coming back minus 220, over under five and a half as usual. I'm assuming we're going to see a ton of money on the under since uh, these two teams are just not scoring. Uh, it seems like it's it's one nothing going into the third period for every game. I did bet Calgary to win the series uh, before game four. And I think that I don't, like, like I was saying in the last episode, I don't think we've seen the best from Calgary yet. Mm-hmm. We're starting to get there. Whereas I think we've probably seen the ceiling from Dallas. They've really executed a perfect game plan and they were only able to get a two, two out of it. Jake Oninger was spectacular again in game four was beaten on a five on three. Uh, and then a, a great chance from a uh, great play by Lindholm. So you're getting the best goaltending you probably can get from him. And you're still two, two, which I think shows you the separation between these two teams. I think Calgary, uh, Minus one and a half is fine here because I do think that at some point, like the separation is just going to show in one of these games. I was hesitant to get to your point of view going into game four, but 
after watching that game, kind of running the numbers through that and running the rest of the series, I think that I think you're onto something here. So the Flames, they have been the better team in this series. There's no doubt. Um, and we touched on Ottinger. And even though I don't necessarily believe that it's a given that he will regress, what I do see is the Flames, um, they are starting to take control. Even as game three went on, I thought that they were a bit unlucky not to get the uh, not to get the result that they needed in um, Dallas. There, maybe they were distracted by what was happening uh, behind uh, bonus there. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like we're seeing uh, Calgary starting to take uh, take control. Um, it'll be tough for me at this point to um, to uh, bet on Dallas um, in, in in game five. I think it's it's lined pretty fairly. You could make a case for Calgary. I'm 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 definitely closer to you now than than it was with Dallas. In terms of the under, it's out of control now. It's um <laughs> it's really tough to bet under five and a half in this league anymore. Um, even in the playoffs. Um, obviously this this series has been the outlier, but at like laying the kind of juice that we're gonna be asked to lay on, on, on the five and a half, um, I'll be I'll be passing at this point. Yeah, I mean it's just it this is a complete gut play and, and and nothing to really back it up besides just what I think is kind of how the series is trending towards, which is there's, it does feel like one of these games is going to get out of hand at some point, just because it's been so tight and it's so tough for two teams to play that way over the course of, you know, five games. Right. So like the next one, it could just be opened up, you know, an early goal opens things up. I know it didn't happen in game one, but uh, you know, a, a two nothing lead opens things up and, like if you wanted to just have some fun uh, betting this one and you wanted to bet like a like an over eight and a half and, and bet that this is just going to be a crazy game. I don't think that's a bad idea just because it's it could come and you're going to get a great price on it. And it's like you said, you just it's so hard to look at the, the juice you have to lay for under five and a half in the series, despite the goaltending, which, um, yeah, I mean, Ottinger, I think, has been the best goalie in the playoffs. Markstrom's probably been the third best goalie uh, in the playoffs. Uh, that might have changed. He might be second best now, which is what we saw from Mike Smith, but um, so far tonight. But I think uh, everything's pointing towards another under game. So this is probably where, where you want to zag. And and you could probably get a, a great price on, on something crazy. All right, let's move to Thursday. These are game sixes. The, the Hurricanes and Bruins, the Canes steamrolled Boston in Carolina for game five. They're now one win away from getting into the next round. They're plus 105 on the road in Boston, who are minus 125, the over-under six. It'll be an interesting decision for Bruce Cassidy to if he's going to stick with Jeremy Swayman after this game. I don't think he was the reason the Bruins lost. I just think Carolina steamed him. Uh, they did have Charlie McAvoy back too, which was a surprise uh, for the Bruins because he was in COVID protocol. Then he, he was out of COVID protocol. Who knows what the rules are anymore? Uh, I would say in this game, I'm, I'm probably just going to be sitting it out, especially because I don't think we're going to see the movement I would need for, for either side. Yeah, Cassidy looked looked great getting the big three together for uh, games three and four in Boston. Uh but with Rod Brindamore being able to get his uh, matchups in game five with the last change, we saw them shut down. And as we've discussed numerous times, um, once there's there's just no secondary scoring on Boston. I'm with you here. I'll probably be sitting this one out. I suspect that um, that uh, Swayman gets a start here. Um, there's really no reason to take him out at this point. He he won you games uh, games three and four in in Boston and now you're going back there. So um, I can't see him being out. This has been a tough series in terms of the sides. I do, I, I am more inclined towards betting Boston, but I also realize that, that that line is going to be inflated with them at home for game six. So for that reason, I'll probably sit out unless if, um, 
if some Carolina money comes in and then we can get a cheaper number on um, Boston. The Toronto Maple Leafs had a comeback win to win game five in the six. They are even money favorites to get, uh, excuse me, even money underdog to get the series victory with their fourth win in Tampa Bay on, uh, in game six on Thursday, both minus 120. The over under here is six and a half. I think you made a point just about that Bruins Canes matchup that I would make here, which is that when John Cooper has been able to get the Anthony Sorelli, Braden Point, uh, Alex Kalorn line out against Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, it's completely changed the kind of complexion of the series. He can get Hedman out against those guys as well, backing those three up. And he should get that matchup as much as he wants here with uh, the Bolts getting less change in game six. One thing that is concerning is, is we just haven't seen Andre Vasilevsky get to the level that we know he can get to um, in the playoffs, especially he's, I want to say he's been outplayed by Jack Campbell, but I think the two of them, I, and he was outplayed by Jack Campbell in, in game five. So I, th- I guess maybe you do give the edge to Campbell, but overall, I think their numbers will probably look pretty similar here. I mean, we've been on this uh, different sides of this, the series the whole time. I'll probably be closer to Tampa Bay here. Minus 120 at home. I just don't think is a, is a bad price. Um, but I, I do, like I said, I do have concerns about Vasilevsky. I just, am going to trust Cooper being able to get the matchups he needs. That game five was uh, was absolutely incredible. Based on how that game started, um, this would have been the kind of game that previous versions of the Leafs would have uh, would have folded and um, and get rolled in game six. Uh, so so full marks to the Leafs for uh, fighting back there. There's not much else for me to say with this series. Um, matchups um, obviously we'll be able to get uh, get the Sorelli line out against Matthews as you uh, as you mentioned, but. What I will say is this: Give me all of the sixteen and zero after a loss references, just inject it into my veins <laughs> to set it up for my game six bet on the Leafs. Yeah, you're gonna be hearing that a lot uh, going into it. I heard it a lot last year when the Islanders were playing the Tampa Bay Lightning in the the conference finals, and I thought each time uh, we'll get them, you know, we'll be the ones to break that streak. It was uh, not the case. Um, I I just think, like I said, I think that the lineup. The match being able to match up is 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 the biggest advantage here for Tampa Bay, uh, and we'll see we'll see maybe does if Vasilevsky can find that form. Um, it's been it's been strange in in that way with with the goaltending uh, in this one. It's it's they they're both I think you could say playing very average, and uh, I thought one of them would take the reins by now, but it's not been the case. All right, uh, we'll move on to the Blues and Wild. The Blues are up four two right now in uh, Game Five. So I don't want to say it, but it looks probable. The probability points to the Blues being up three two in the series going home. I think I've been closer to the Blues this entire series, and I've been reluctant to bet them because of the injuries to the blue line. And I, I'm mad that I didn't just stick with my guns. And I'm not just saying that because they've they're they're looking like they're going to go ahead in the series, but just because the the whole handicap with this team is that their forwards are it's such a deep group of forwards that they should be able to outscore those problems. And they should be able to get decent enough goaltending uh, from from whoever's going to be playing goal for them uh, on any given night. So I'm a, I'm a little upset at myself, but I'll likely be closer um, to to the Blues here as they try to maybe wrap up the series. This has been a tough series because um, I feel that the Wild have been the better team five on five, whereas the Blues have obviously gotten the edge over on the uh, on the special teams. My outlook for this series came down to, as this series wears on, the physical play of the Wild, I felt, was going to wear down the Blues forwards. Now, we are starting, well, we were starting to see that up until half an hour ago um, when I 
I looked up and the Blues had scored a couple of goals. But um, so without knowing how this game is going to end, it's really tough talking about game six. Um, but we were starting to see the Wild kind of take over physically um, as the Blues are dealing with their injuries to their to, to their defense. It looks like David Perron um, is is a hobbling out there as well too. So 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 that'll be something to keep an eye on. So um, I think that if the Blues do win this game, um, it looks like they will. But if they do, we will get a a big dog number on the on the Wild in Game Six. And um, at that point, you just have to. I would have to stick to my outlook um, where nothing really has changed in the sense that I would still expect Minnesota to kind of impose their will physically on St. Louis. So I'm closer on the wild, but we will have to see what kind of number that we get on them. Yeah, the St. Louis close plus 104 at home in, in game four, which was a victory slight favorite, I believe in, in the, the game before that. But yeah, like you said, if they do close this one out, it, the, the, the number will adjust and, uh, we'll see, but I—I I mean, I, this Blues team is—is is one that I believed in, and and I still do. And now I'm just mad at myself. So we'll move on to the Oilers and Kings. This will be taking place in Los Angeles. Um, right now, the Kings are up three-one over the Oilers late in the second period. Man, the Oilers look like they're ju- every—they look like they're about to come close to proving us right, and and then they do this, right? Like. They they looked really good in their in their their two wins so far in the series. They looked really good. The Kings just were had an inspired inspired performance in Game Four. I thought thought Mike Smith was good. Uh, like we were talking about how how this this series has been completely wide open uh, for the most part, and how eventually that's going to nip the Kings in the butt. But it just hasn't yet. And man, I, I mean, I'm going to likely want to bet the Oilers to win the series again um, if they do lose this game. But I should, probably should just stop. I will say that there's a reason why I'm not an NHL coach. What we're seeing here is just a coaching clinic right now by by McClellan over not only myself but but over Woodcroft as well. Um, going into this series, I just I felt that there was no way that the Kings would have success kind of pushing it. I felt that they would need to kind of muck it up in this series. Uh, but they're the ones that are driving play. They're the ones that are pushing it. Full credit to the Kings here. I, I mean, like they, I've been wrong about the outlook of the series, and I think that uh, Edmonton's in trouble. I think that if that if the uh, Kings keep keep pushing the pace, um, Jonathan Quick, uh, the last I guess five periods now has looked has looked very good, even when he's not got his glove on. So I <laughs> I think that the Oilers are in trouble here. And I don't even think that they expected the Kings to be coming out to uh, drive the play like this. In terms of game six, I think that we'll probably see the Oilers inflated. So if you want to bet the Oilers in game six, I would um, I would agree with you. And I would bet the series instead of um, betting the Oilers in game six. All right, uh, let's move on to top shelf bets, our favorite bets for Wednesday and or Thursday. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. All right, I'll go first. I like the Washington Capitals plus 180 against the Florida Panthers. The Panthers just have not shown us anything really in the series to justify the numbers that we've been required to lay. If you wanted to bet uh, Florida on a game to game basis, they're minus 220 in this game. And if you look at these stats, uh, not only is it low event hockey uh, in terms of you know, relative to what we're used to seeing from the Panthers, but the Capitals are right there with them. High danger scoring chances at five and five, 33 for Washington, 35 for Florida. And although Washington is, you know, two high danger chances in the red here. The more important number here is just 35 for Florida. This is the 
number one team in the NHL throughout the regular season by a long shot at creating high danger scoring chances at five on five. And Washington has found a way to nullify that edge. And if you look at the goaltending, Ilya Samsonov, who was a huge question mark coming into the series, wasn't even the starter for game one and two has looked totally fine. I mean, better than fine. And is going to probably be able to, I think, uh, match Sergei Bobrovsky. So Washington's shown the ability to turn these games into coin flips. We said it all along at plus 180. If they do that, the bet's already good, right? So back to Capitals again, good price. It's a bet you're more likely to lose than win, but you're going to get a full effort from this uh, from this team. I can almost guarantee you that. What about you? I'm going to uh, bet the Penguins. For the reasons we touched on, I think that um, we're seeing a dip in an Igor's play. Um, we're also seeing the the Penguins actually as as well as they have played five on five, they're just getting better as these games are going on. So I think that we've seen another coaching clinic here by Mike Sullivan with his with his third string goalie. So I think that um, we will have um, we'll be on the Penguins. We will get them as a dog, and you'll want to move early on them because they will take money. All right, uh, that does it for another episode of Line Change. We will be back to maybe close out some series on Friday morning. Until then, we wish you the best of luck with all your hockey bets.